Yeah, nowadays I get what I want. Lately been spinning a bag. Addicted to getting that cash. Addicted to popping them tags. Money was made for the sad. Now my ex bitch calling back. Saw me come up out the random. Didn't wait long, now that bitch don't intend. Her friends fell in love when I fell in the fame. In my DMs talking about hey, handsome. I know that they hate me and want me for ransom. It's nothing new, I won't give it to that. Welcome to episode 3 of the I Understand Sports Podcast. Thank you all for coming and hanging out with me tonight. I have a doozy of a show lined up. Uh, We will start off tonight with the legendary, the iconic, the reason why some of you are here. The I Understand segment of the show. I'm going to be rocking solo tonight. Uh, I'm going to, after the I Understand uh, segment, I'm going to get into some college football. Uh, It is Thursday, so college football starts tomorrow. Uh, We actually have some really good games this weekend that I'm excited to talk about, give some predictions, give some insights as to uh, what might happen from my vantage point. Um, But today's guest is a very special guest. So I went, I had to, uh, some things happened this week, um, and I, I had to go into my bag for this one. I had to go and find this person after I saw something that happened. Um, this week, the Minnesota Twins lost their 18th consecutive playoff game. 18 consecutive playoff games. That is, I can't even fathom what Minnesota Twins fans are going through. Not only is it about to get cold outside in Minnesota, because Minnesota might be the coldest place in the United States outside of like Alaska. It it is freezing cold outside. And these Minnesota sports teams are even colder to their fans. Any sign of hope is just ripped away time after time after time. I, man, Minnesota sports fans, I understand. I hope, I hope that somehow, some way, you guys are able to get some tissues, get a box of Kleenex, get past this. It's a lot to handle. It's a lot to handle, people. Um, so I, I'm going to pass this over uh, to, uh, I had to bring in a guest. His name is Anonymous Joe. Um I'm not completely rocking solo. I do have Anonymous Joe here. He's going to speak a little bit about uh, his Minnesota Timberwolves, and or not Timberwolves, excuse me, the Minnesota Twins and how he is feeling after this heartbreaking, after another heartbreaking playoff loss. And uh, yeah, and then we're going to get into some college football. So I appreciate y'all rocking with us. Let's get to it. And that was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. We threw that game. We gave it away by doing that. We gave them the friggin' game. In my opinion, that sucked. What's that? Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? None of you other baseball fans understand. Don't act like you're even close to understanding. It's not that they don't have any success in the postseason. It's that the worst team in MLB history is the Minnesota Twins. In any given season going back to the playoffs since 1991. Oh wow, Oakland, you've lost six in a row? 
we've lost 18 games in a fucking row. I can live with losing 10 straight series like the Braves. At least they put up a fight. Do you know how statistically improbable it is to lose 18 games in a row? Let alone postseason games. We faced a playoff team that was below 500. The worst road win percentage ever for a playoff team. The worst win percentage ever for a playoff team. The Twins were 16-8 and eight in September. So much, so much momentum. They have the best home win percentage in the American League since 1961 coming into the series. The Astros won single-digit games on the road. They were 9-23 and 23 on the road. And we got fucking swept. Again. Again. Year after year. Again. We got swept again. And then when I look at other Minnesota sports, at least we have the Vikings. Oh, wait. Don't even get me started on what a joke they are and when it really matters. Four Super Bowl losses. Oh, and six since then in NFC Championship games. Playoff choke after playoff choke. And then I think, oh, at least we have the Timberwolves. Ha! Huh. The Timberwolves. The Timberwolves. They couldn't make the playoffs for 15 years in a league where over half the teams make the playoffs. When they had a Hall of Fame player, they squandered it every year and never made it to the finals. And at least we have the, you know, I think, oh, well, maybe, maybe, just maybe, we have hockey. At least we have the wild. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. First round losses galore. Haven't even been close to sniffing the Stanley Cup since their entire existence. Don't tell me all the Twins won the World Series. Stop whining. I wasn't even fucking alive for either of them. For all I know, the World Series wins are a big conspiracy to keep the younger Minnesota fans complacent so they don't go out and go insane. I'm losing it, man. I can't take this anymore. I'm done with the Twins. I'm done with baseball. I'm done with all Minnesota sports. They've done nothing for me in my whole life but bring me anger. I'm done. I've had enough. Wow. That was something else. That right there was something else, man. It's almost at the point where, uh, thank you, first off, Anonymous Joe. Thank you for coming on. Um, I don't know about you guys. That almost sounded like Anonymous Joe was about to shed a tear or something. That right there is is pain beyond belief. You you knew too. I, I know Minnesota fans. When you got that matchup, you saw that that nine and twenty three road record, uh, for the Astros. It, how hot you guys were going into the playoffs. I, I know you were thinking this is it. This is the year. This is the year. We've all been there. We've all been there. And we've all been fooled. We've all been fooled. There's an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once. Shame on, shame on you. It fooled me, we can't get fooled again. You hate to see it. Minnesota sports fans, I wish you guys nothing 
but the best moving forward. Um, maybe next year will be your year, Anonymous Joe. Um, and maybe, who knows, football's still going on. Captain Kirk, Captain Kirk Cousins. Maybe uh, he can get it together for you guys. Um, Fuck Captain Kirk. I saw uh, the rookie wide receiver you guys had. He went crazy last weekend, Justin Jefferson. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, Minnesota fans, look, it hurts. I get it. It hurts. But if you need someone to talk to, if you need some help, slide into my DMs. I may not feel that pain, but look, I understand. Do you? And with that, let's get into some college football talks. Thanks again for Anonymous Joe. Remember the time Bobby tackled the referee by mistake? Uh, yeah, that was pretty funny. How about the time he tackled the guy from Louisville and threw him into the stands? <laughs> Y'all remember when he intercepted the ball and his pants fell off? And then he ran for the touchdown, bare-ass? The only time Bobby Boucher on the field, quite that wrong, Bobby Boucher died. Remember when Bobby Boucher showed up at halftime and the Bud Dogs won the Bourbon Bowl, do you? College football is here. We are in week five, I believe, of the college football season. It might be week four. And no, no, it is. It's week five of the college football season. We have some games tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow is October 2nd, Friday. I'll probably release this, so you guys will be listening to this on Friday. Um, tomorrow night, we got a couple of matchups. Only one really catches my eye, and that is uh, Louisiana Tech versus BYU. Um, this is in BYU, so they're in Provo. Uh, the line is BYU minus 24. Both teams are undefeated. I'm going to kind of skip over this game because I'm going to be honest. Uh, I couldn't care less who wins this game. Um, BYU is ranked number 22 in the country. But uh, after watching my Miami Hurricanes lose to Louisiana Tech last year, uh, I if I was a betting man, I would take Louisiana Tech to cover that spread of minus 24. Um, the other game on is Wake Forest versus, uh, who is this? Campbell. Campbell. Um, I have no idea who Campbell is. I, I don't know who Campbell is. It looks like they're the Spiders. No, I don't know what this is. No, it's Camelback. They're the Campbell Camelbacks. Wow. Interesting. Um, both teams are <laughs> 0 and 3, um, and Wake Forest is 0 and 2. I'm going to skip this one game, too. Oh, what a disaster. Who. You could, uh, on a Friday, you have so many things you could do with your life. So many things you could do. Who in their right mind is going to watch Wake Forest versus Campbell University? Not this guy. No way, no how. Hell no. Absolutely not. Let's get into Saturday because uh, nothing else needs to be said about those two games. Um, Brighton early in the morning. I'm on West Coast time, so 
Sorry for everyone else, but I'm reading the West Coast Times. 9 a.m. My Mizzou Tigers face off against number 21, Tennessee. In Eli Drinkwitz's second game as the Missouri head coach, he is going toe-to-toe with Jeremy Pruitt. Tennessee is coming off a win against South Carolina. They won 31-27. That was a very tight game. Um... Tennessee, they they had about they had 394 yards total of offense. Uh, they gave up about 379. It was a pretty even matchup with South Carolina, um, to be honest. Um, I, I I don't believe in Tennessee. Um, I I just don't believe in Tennessee. I actually think uh, Mizzou is going to be able to compete in this game. Um, Mizzou is coming off a loss to Alabama. They lost 38-19. Don't let the score fool you. It was a good old-fashioned ass-whooping. Nick Saban let off the gas so that Eli could try and get some reps in for his guys. Mizzou was down 28-3 at halftime. 28-3 at halftime. Um, Mac Jones was 18-24, 249 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, he was able to get his freshman quarterback in. Alabama played everyone, um, which is kind of disrespectful when you're, they weren't up that much considering, right? But Mizzou, um, Mizzou showed some hope, man. They showed some, at least they fought. At least they fought in this game. Uh, we knew they weren't going to win. They did cover the spread. They did cover the spread, uh, which in my eyes is a win. Um, it was a minus 29 spread. They ended up losing by 19. Uh, uh, Mizzou versus Tennessee. When we're looking at this matchup, um, the question for me is, well, who's going to step up on Missouri's offense and be a playmaker? Uh, I like Roundtree as a running back, kind of ish. I don't know how I feel about the quarterback. He he had he was efficient. Uh, Sean Robinson was very efficient in his first start for Mizzou. Uh, he was 19 to 25 completing 76% of his passes for 185 yards and a touchdown. But it was a lot of checkdowns. Um, but I, I, at the same time, though, I give him credit because Alabama, Alabama's defense is loaded. We know this. They're going to be in the playoff talk all year. I and mean, he didn't turn the ball over. Uh, anytime you can not turn the ball over, uh, in terms of throwing interceptions at least. Uh, he might have had a fumble. Um, yeah, he had two fumbles. Uh, which is not good, which is not good at all. Uh, can't fumble the ball, but he didn't throw any interceptions. Didn't put a lot of balls in danger. We'll see what it's like when he plays a, a team that isn't um, playoff bound in Tennessee. Tennessee's ranked number 21 in the country. Currently, right now, looking at it, um, I don't see the spread. I don't see the spread for this game. Actually, here it is. Uh, it's Tennessee minus 12. So I think Tennessee is going to win by a couple touchdowns. Um, uh, I don't expect Missouri to win this game, but I expect them to be competitive. And I wouldn't be shocked if they found a way to pull off this upset. Um, just because I, I really don't believe in Tennessee. Um, yeah, I, I just don't see it. Uh, going a little bit farther out east, Florida State is playing Jacksonville State after getting their asses kicked by Miami. Florida State went down to Miami and got that ass whooped last week whooped it was embarrassing 
They lost 52-10. to It was 38-3 to at halftime. Miami scored on five out of six possessions in the first half. and Actually, they scored on six out of six possessions. They had five out of six touchdowns. And the only reason they didn't score six touchdowns is because they kicked a field goal before the clock ran out at halftime. Florida State was absolutely miserable in this game. They were terrible. Terrible. To the point where I was, it was just not even fun. It's not fun seeing Florida State this shitty, even though I am a Miami fan. Um, they are actually projected to – the spread on this game is minus 26.5, which seems outrageous for a team that hasn't scored 26 points on the season. On the season, they haven't scored 26 points. So how in the hell are how in the hell are they going to cover by 26.5? They've shown that they – nothing – to this point if i was a betting man i am taking jacksonville state to cover this spread all day every day and twice on sunday absolutely do it jacksonville state actually has a decent quarterback they do florida state is terrible um i i, I went to vegas and before the season started uh they were projected uh the over under was set on the total wins for them at seven which was just crazy and I put some money down on that. So uh, one week closer to cashing that in, especially if they lose to Jacksonville State this week. Moving on to the Southeastern Conference, Florida is playing South Carolina. Um, Florida is coming off a dominant win against Ole Miss. Uh, their offense looked unstoppable. Their quarterback, Kyle Trask, looked like he was ready to win a Heisman or at least compete for the Heisman. Uh, I am not a Florida fan. I do not like the Gators, but respect where respect, you got to give respect uh, where it's earned. They had 642 yards of total offense. They threw for 446 yards. Their tight end, Kyle Pitts, had eight receptions for 170 yards and four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. It was like Ole Miss hadn't read the scout report. This man went bananas. He's 6'6", 240 pounds, and he went crazy on that defense for Lane Kiffin uh, and, and Ole Miss. Ole Miss did, however, they uh, the, Florida's defense was looking very suspect, especially when it came to their safeties. They gave up 613 yards. 613 yards of, uh, to Ole Miss. That's a lot of our yards. They didn't, obviously, with Lane Kiffin this being his first year, Florida didn't have tape on his offense, so they really kind of went in blind. But I'm not going to use that as an excuse. They have to play better on defense. Um, and, and when it comes to South Carolina, I, I talked about it. They lost to Tennessee. South Carolina will must champ. I'm going to give you guys, if you don't follow South Carolina football, I'll give you a quick synopsis on who Will Muschamp is as a coach. Great defensive mind. That's what he's known for. South Carolina, he does not have the talent. He was the old coach at Florida. He's a defensive guy, but he does not have the talent right now on that team. And offensively, he can't find an offensive coordinator that's worth a damn to save his life. Every year, their offense is terrible. So with it playing a team like Florida that's coming off of a 50-burger against Ole Miss, I hope South Carolina fans uh, put on a diaper because it is going to get shitty for y'all this weekend. It is going to get shitty. South Carolina fans, Florida is going to beat that ass. 
The spread right now is minus 17 and a half. I'm taking that. Florida is going to win big at home against South Carolina. I'm going to go ahead and lock that one in. Um, where else do we want to go? Um, let's go down the slate. So Texas versus TCU. Some Big 12 play right here. Uh, TCU is 0-1. TCU lost a thriller to Iowa State last weekend. Um, an Iowa State team that needed a win coming off a loss. A, a fucking beatdown. To Louisiana. Iowa State got their asses handed to them by Louisiana, but they came back strong. They beat TCU, which means TCU could be absolutely terrible. They could be absolutely terrible. We just don't know. They're playing against Texas. Texas got away with murder last week, essentially. They should have lost to Texas Tech. It ended up being a thriller of a game. They won 63-56. to No defense played whatsoever. Leave your defenses on the bus. It's going to be a shootout. That's what they, that's what they did uh, last week when they played Texas Tech. In this game, Texas got so fucking lucky. If you didn't watch this game, Texas got so lucky. They were <laughs> Texas was down 56 to 41. 56 to 41 with 3 minutes and 40 seconds left in the fourth quarter. They scored a touchdown in 34 seconds and then got an onside kick. Got an onside kick. It was 56 to 48. They were down eight. Get the onside kick. Score the touchdown. Get the two-point conversion. And then beat Texas Tech in overtime. Texas Tech fans, I understand how that feels. I understand how that feels. To be in the stands celebrating, dancing your asses off. You're already drunk at home, probably. You're ready to go see. You're ready to go have a good time with your whoever. Your significant other, you're, you're in your zone. You're in your zone. You go pour you another drink. You go get your Bud Light, whatever you do. You come back to the TV and you say, how is this happening? What the fuck happened? What happened? That's what happened last week with Texas. Um, but this week they play TCU. Um, I, I think they win this game easily. Uh, TCU. Like I said, just based off of what I've seen, I don't think TCU is good. I think Gary Patterson is a great coach, but I'm going to go ahead and take Texas to win that game. Uh, going to the ACC, and one of the better games in the ACC this week, uh, or maybe it might be, I don't know. Um, we have Pitt versus North Carolina State. Pittsburgh, their defense looks like it is a top five, top ten unit in the country. Um they they shut out the first opponent of the season, Austin P. Yippee, who cares? Uh, then they went to they played Syracuse. Syracuse is terrible, but they held Syracuse to ten points in that game. They held them to just ten points. They also held them to 171 yards of total offense, which is just crazy, absolutely crazy, insane to hold a team to 170 yards in a game. Then they played Louisville last week. Louisville has some of the top playmakers in the country. Mikhail Cunningham, uh, Tutu Atwell, 
Tutu Atwell is uh, Tyreek Hill 2.0. If you guys didn't know that, this kid is blazing fast. He's the fastest player in college football outside of Anthony Schwartz at Auburn. He is dynamic. This offense at Louisville is, we thought they were going to be dynamic. Um, but uh, they were held to 223 yards of total offense. They threw for 107 yards. They couldn't do anything against Pitt. Pitt's defense was unbelievable in this game. They, Louisville's offensive line could not block Pitt's defensive line. I haven't seen anyone do it yet. I don't think North Carolina State's going to be able to block this defensive line. I think uh, Pittsburgh's quarterback, Kyle Pickett, is the most average quarterback I've seen. The most, he is just so average. It, <laughs> he, he is, ugh. if they had a quarterback, um, they could actually maybe contend for something, but they aren't going to because they can't score. They can't score points with good teams. I know they have a great defense. They're going to win this game this week, I think, against North Carolina State. I'm going to pick them to win. Um, Now, let's get into uh, another game. Um. Let's get into uh, a couple of the, the better matchups. Um, so, before I talk about uh, the Alabama game, uh, let's get into the Clemson game. So, Clemson uh, is playing University of Virginia. Uh, Virginia played their first game last week. They played against Duke, and they won that game 38-20. to um, Hurrah! It's it's it was a celebration in Virginia. Um, now they played uh, a Duke team that is zero and three. Their quarterback, Duke's quarterback, in that game threw four interceptions, which is just unbelievable. Um, you can't throw four interceptions and win a game. You just you just can't do it. Uh, it wasn't even like Virginia was that impressive in this game. They did have 450 yards of offense. They ran the ball well. Uh, but when you're gifted, Duke gifted them seven turnovers. Seven turnovers. Please! Jesus Christ. Seven turnovers. Two fumbles lost and five interceptions thrown. You can't win a game like that. Virginia is some, they, they should have won by more. A team turns the ball over seven times. You should score 80 points on them. They don't want, they don't want it. Duke fans, I understand, but you guys are also Duke football, so you're used to this by now. You have no expectations. Um, and they're going to face off against Clemson, the number one rated team in the country. Uh, Clemson has played everyone on their roster the last couple games. They're absolutely destroying people. They beat the Citadel, um, a.k.a. The, the school for the blind. <laughs> like, why are they playing the Citadel? Oh, who the fuck scheduled this? I don't know why they're playing the Citadel. They beat the Citadel 49-0, and then they beat Wake Forest 37-13. Uh, they are, the spread right now on that game is 28 and a half. Um, I think Clemson's going to come out and whoop that ass. Uh, they're going to do what they do. They have Miami next week, which I can't wait for on prime time. Um, so, yeah. Um, Clemson uh, is going to handle business. Okay, so next, let's get into this uh, Oklahoma-Iowa State game. OU versus ISU. After Oklahoma's debacle last week, debacle last week where they gave up a 35-14 to 14 lead and lost that game to Kansas State. Kansas State people, 
they lost that game to Kansas State, who lost to Arkansas State the week before. College football, you have to show up every single week and play the games. There are no just guaranteed wins. I guess there are for some schools, but Oklahoma, you can't lose that game. And now they have Iowa State. They play Iowa State this week. Um, and I, I think they're going to come out. Hope, I think they're going to come out. They're going to be more focused. Uh, right now, the spread is minus seven points. Iowa State was supposed to have one of the top quarterbacks in the country. Um, but it, he is quickly uh, dropping in the draft boards because he's playing like shit. Um, but they're going to Iowa State. I've been to Ames several times as an athlete and as a fan. Uh, and that is not an easy place to play. When you're in that city, uh, I remember traveling there um, when I was competing in college. And you go to Ames and you feel like it, you it just Ames is one of those places that just it just sucks the life out of you. You're just like, why? As soon as you get off the bus, you're like, God damn it. Why am I in Ames, Iowa right now? I don't want to be here. Like, like, who scheduled this? Like, why do we have to go to Ames, Iowa? No one wants to be there. You got to try to put your game face on. But in reality, you're just ready to get back on that bus and get the fuck out of there. And, and that, so that that has gotten to a lot of teams. It's gotten to a lot of athletes over the years. And people do go to Ames and lose. You got to go to Ames and show up regardless if it looks like a dead ghost town. Uh, regardless of how soul-sucking it is to be in that shit college town you gotta show up and play um so i think that the best two games uh, i guess there's another uh, group of five game that i that's on my attention uh that has my attention at least and, and that is the uh memphis smu game uh two teams that duked it out last year that was a great game if you guys didn't catch that um it was a very high scoring game memphis did squeak out that win i think it was like 50 they won like 54 to 48 last year so that could be another that could be a shootout um both teams are undefeated going into that game uh i'm gonna check it out it's at 12 30 if it's on i'm gonna put it on the small tv um what else we got we got uh north carolina versus boston college um in my preseason or in my my uh excuse me not preseason in my top 10 last week i had north carolina at number nine um i i I think that they're going to come out and handle business against boston college um We'll, we'll see. Uh, they're going to Boston College. Uh, traveling to empty stadiums like Boston College is not an easy task. Sam Howell's going to have to come and play well. Uh, defense is going to have to do what they do. Boston College, College is not a great offensive team. Uh, they're only putting up about 340 yards a game over their first two games. Only scored 25 points a game. Uh, North Carolina needs to go at, go up there. They need to score some points. They get to 30. That game's over. I'm going to take them to win that game. Uh, and then we have the, the, the best two matchups of the day uh, on Saturday are going to be uh, two SEC battles. Uh, so number 13, Texas A&M, is going to go to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and play St. Nick, Nick Saban, um, the legend. Uh, and Jimbo Fisher has a lot to prove in this game has a lot to prove in this game. They barely squeaked out a win against Vanderbilt last week. Vanderbilt, which is just absolutely unacceptable. I know Vanderbilt 
is going to play good defense, but still, we got to score more than 17 points. Kellen Mond, I saw on some draft stuff that Kellen Mond was actually going as like, they had him listed as a top six, seven quarterback in this class, which is crazy. That guy is not good. He cannot throw the ball. He was terrible in the game against Vanderbilt. He 17 of 28, 189 yards for a touchdown. His quarterback rating was 32.2. 32.2. Jimbo Fisher is stuck in this old school offense and he can't get out of his own way. He cannot get out of his own way. I know he won a championship at Florida State. A&M basically gave him an, a, a blank checkbook to come there and win games. And he's going to win, but he's not going to win the big one. Alabama, roll tide. They're going to go and beat that ass this weekend. St. Nick, will be, will, it'll be interesting to see if he's nice to, to Jimbo and calls off the dogs or if they just go and just push their shit in it's going to be a massacre in tuscaloosa i know that a&m is ranked number 13 but i think this one's going to get ugly Uh, i think it's just gonna get ugly Uh, i hope i'm wrong i really hope i'm wrong here but right now the spread is sitting at 17 and a half so vegas agrees with me that this is going to be a beatdown um we'll see we shall see and then the game of the week the game of the week college game day is in athens i believe athens georgia the home of the georgia bulldogs they have a rivalry game the biggest rivalry game uh maybe that we've seen this season um Probably, actually, 100%. This is the biggest rivalry game we have seen this season. Uh, Number four, Georgia versus number seven, Auburn. I don't have Georgia ranked number four in my mind. Georgia is coming off of a game where in the first half of that game, they were winning seven to five against Arkansas. Yes, Arkansas, of all places. I can't stand Arkansas. Anyone listening to this podcast, if you having to go to Arkansas and compete and listening to that stupid fucking crowd yell, Woo! Pig Suey will make you sick to your stomach. Hearing that terrible, hearing that bullshit, being in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and the butt crack of the South will make you sick to your stomach. Ugh. God, I don't even know how I got to start talking about them. But anyways, back to Georgia and Auburn. Uh, Georgia had a terrible first half. They got it together in the second half. Their defense is elite. Their special teams is elite. They just don't have... They, they didn't have a quarterback in that game. Um, from everything that I've seen... Uh, Georgia did have a quarterback transfer in from USC. His name is JT Daniels. JT Daniels was rated as the one of the top quarterbacks in high school coming out a couple of years ago. Uh, he went his freshman year to USC. He actually won that starting job. He wasn't great while at USC, uh, but he did show some promise. Uh, while at USC, he threw for 2,600 yards, had 14 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Uh, needs to take care of the ball. Um, Kirby, at this point, is trying to play old school 
Um, he's basically playing that old school Alabama 2010 football where we are better than you. We are going to try and line up and just dominate you physically. We don't have any design in our offense to really do anything to get people wide open. Um, they have no offensive creativity. At least they didn't show any in that first game. It was bad. It was absolutely bad. But with that being said, I mentioned this last time, they have the most talented roster in college football. They 247 Sports rated their off they rated their team, excuse me, as the most talented team in college football. So they're gonna show down against Auburn. Auburn uh beat Kentucky. Uh, 29 and 13. Uh, it, it was a good game uh, for the most part. Auburn showed their depth and pulled away late in that game uh, to win 29 to 13. Um, Auburn's quarterback in his second year, he didn't play bad. He did not play bad. Uh, Bo Nix, um, he's he showed potential last year too. He's a gritty grind. He's a he's a gritty dude. He was 16 and 27 in that game, 233 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, QBR has 86.6. He was ironically their leading rusher in that game against Kentucky. Um, that has to change if Auburn wants to win this game. They have got to figure out a way to run the ball. They had 30 rushes for 91 yards against Kentucky. And that ain't going to get it done. That ain't going to get it done. They go out and rush for 90 yards against Georgia, they're going to lose. Um period I, I think they have to be able to establish the run they do have arguably the best one of the best if not the best wide receiver in college football in seth williams he's a monster he's 6'3 211 pounds last week in the <laughs> last week he went absolutely crazy against kentucky he had six receptions for 112 yards and two touchdowns but you got to go back and watch those highlights man he looked great uh, and they also have Anthony Schwartz, who is the fastest player in college football. Um, he has legitimate track speed. In, co in high school, that guy uh, broke records. He, he basically ran almost 10 flat in high school, which is just unbelievable in the 100-meter dash. Uh, they're gonna. This is gonna be an interesting matchup, man. Auburn has the dogs. Auburn has, uh, ironically, the dogs to compete against the dogs at Georgia. Um, they're big. They're fast. They're strong. Georgia is not just going to be able to line up and just beat Auburn this game. They're going to have to come offensively ready to play. Uh, right now, Georgia's look, they are favorite by six and a half points, which is very, very, very surprising to me after what I saw last week. Um, man, uh, one offense can't throw, one offense can't run. Um, Georgia has the better defense. One offense can't throw, one offense can't run. Georgia has the better defense. So, with that being said, I am going to pick... War Eagle! War Eagle in the upset. I don't... I'm going to pick War Eagle in the upset. I think they're going to ruin Georgia's hopes early and often. Um... We'll see what JT Daniels does. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, I would not be surprised. I, I picked Auburn, but I'm going to hedge my bets here. I would not be surprised if Georgia won this game by two touchdowns if JT Daniels is decent. But because I haven't seen him, I can't pick him. Can't do it. Can not do it. Can't do it.
Um, and that, I think, will wrap up the games that I wanted to cover. Uh, there's no need to talk about the Oklahoma State-Kansas game. Kansas is terrible. Always has been. Always will be. Um, uh, yeah, so with that being said, I appreciate y'all rocking with me on this episode of the I Understand Sports Pod. Hit me up if you want to join the show. Guests are always welcome. We are going to have another episode this weekend. I'm going to be joined back on the set with Stone and J-Mac, I believe. Uh, We may even have someone else come on. And then next week, uh, I think I'm going to have my buddy who's a Broncos fan come on here because as I'm doing this podcast, uh, the Broncos are actually playing the Jets in the armpit game of the week. The battle between the backup quarterbacks. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. So he's going to come on here and, uh, he's going to tell, tell y'all how he feels about the Broncos. Cause, uh, it, it it's, it's hard to watch. Uh, it's hard to watch. I, I have my TVs off. I have no interest in that game. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so that, that'll wrap it up for today's podcast. Um, I appreciate y'all rocking with me. The podcast is now available on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. Subscribe, like, give those five-star ratings. I appreciate y'all. Um, two special shout-outs. Shout-out to my boy Matt and my boy Kellen. It's their birthday weekend. I hope y'all turn up. More blessings, more life. I can't wait till I can kick it with y'all uh, after all of this is over. Um, y'all have a great weekend. Uh, stay tuned. Next episode will be coming soon. Send me a text. Hey. Oh, her call. She love when I place and shopping her mall. Relieving her stress. I beat down her walls. She skied on her chest. She kissing my balls. We speedy in the bed. Don't stop her the loss. BBs on my neck. I shine in her doll. It's easy to slip. Don't want you to fall. Walking with a drip. That make a ball. Shoot your shit up. I got accurate aim. Put up a few mil. Now I'm back like I came. That boy said my name. I went got me some strain. You know I don't crash. I just stay in my lane. Please don't compare because we not the same. Go one and no Gimmick ain't clowning for fame. My trap for a living and been had a name. Work hard for these clothes, cars and watches and chains. Oh man, robots got umbrellas, just whip for the rain. These fuck them fucked up, let me slip in the game. This bitch let me fuck this shit went to her brain. She know I'm a beast and ain't easy to tame. She squirm on my sheets while I beat out her frame. Don't stop her back up, she still saying my name. I'm in love with my life and you wish we could trade. She sent me a text, don't answer her call She love when I flex and shop in her mall Relieving her stress, I beat down her walls She skied on her chest, she kissing my balls We speedy in a bit, don't stop her the loss VVs on my neck, I shine in her doll It's easy to slip, don't want you to fall Walking with a drip, that make a ball Walking with a drip, that make a ball Came in and she stripped, her panties and all Lip gloss on her lip, suck me like a hog I boss in a pimp, I bought me a ship I walk with a limp, a fin in my drawers When she stopped that shit, I put dick in her jaws I hit it, no miss Ain't no win, lose a draw. Hit and don't miss, ain't no win, lose a draw. Came from flash holes and on that, on the south and that bet you get wet and get shot in your car. Why hear you think that I'm messing, relaxing and mention no capping, cause we had it hard. Ain't get this shit just from asking, I made this shit happen and passionate, played a big part. Ain't get this bitch off of Mac and it came off of actions and fashions and stay in the court. She sent me a text, don't answer her call. She love when I flex and shopping her mall. Relieving her stress, I beat down her walls. She skied on her chest, she kissing my balls. We speedy in a bit, don't stop her the loss. VVs on my neck, I shine in the dark. It's easy to slip, don't want you to fall. Walking with a drip, that make a ball.